0: You'll never reach it Every step I'm taking Every move I make feels lost with no direction My faith is shaken, But I, I gotta keep trying Gotta keep
1: Channel 2 Radio, The Mindset Matters Show, with Zenat Noorani.
2: Good morning, good morning, beautiful people, and welcome to The Mindset Matters Show. I'm your host, and I'm also here, and in my life, a mental health and well-being coach and therapist. Now you can find me here every Friday, same time, same place, where I'll be talking all subjects that impact mental health and well-being. Now for those of you who know me, this is one of my favourite days of the week, where I can bring you the Mindset Matters show. This show is all about bringing awareness and breaking down all the stigmas around mental health and well-being, but more importantly, to send out the message that you are not alone and that we all go through challenging times in our lives and it is absolutely okay to not be okay and to ask for help. So let's start spreading this message across and really getting people to open up. Now, you know, every week I have amazing guests who come on the show, uh, who share their stories, their personal journeys, but also I have experts that share insight in how to better people's mental health and well-being. But today... I've got an amazing guest with me, and I'm just going to put her on speaker right now. And we have Liz Calder. Welcome, Liz. Hi,
3: Zena. Thanks for having me.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's lovely to have you. You know what? It's lovely to have somebody in the studio now.
3: Face to face. It, it actually feels a bit weird, doesn't it?
2: I know, it really does. I mean, the last time we met, we was just saying before we came on, it was about two years ago. Yeah,
3: it was two years ago. Well, just shy of two years
2: ago. Yeah, yeah. and you had your little one, which yeah. was only... He was
3: three months old uh, <laughs> and he was now two last week. <laughs> so that's, that's my benchmark. There you go.
2: Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So anyway, so um, we're going to hear lots from Liz le- uh, a bit later on after the break. More insight. About what she does and why mental health is important to her. Now, for those of you who are listening for the first time, um, I am really passionate about mental health, and Liz knows this as well. And I've been on her podcast, and uh, Liz has been on my podcast too.
3: Of course, yeah, I forgot about that.
2: we have indeed you know we
3: complement each other so well like our passions um so it works really well
2: it does indeed and we'll be hearing lots more about that so you know what I do is I empower my clients to um gain really the clarity that they need when they're having challenges and they've they're faced with obstacles such as anxiety stress uh fears and confidence so that you know I can address help them address them and stop them um no no, help them stop (laughs) help them uh, to live the life that they desire. I'm getting a bit tongue-twisted today. I think I'm, I didn't sleep so well <laughs> last night. Uh, but fundamentally, you know, I help my clients to understand that self-awareness is where it all starts from and that they should have the tools in their back pockets so that they can just bring them out as a preventative anytime they need them. So they're actually um, helping to... Um, kind of use them before the actual fire begins so if you want to find out more about me you can jump over to my website zenatnirani.com. and if you can't wait to do that then just book a call with me at calendly.com forward slash And let's get talking right as always uh do tweet in your comments and shout outs uh throughout the show uh, remember to use the hashtag msm radio talks in your post. Um, you can tweet into Liz's uh, Twitter, which is?
3: At Buddhist Lifestyle.
2: There you go. So you can tweet both of us during the show and your shout-outs. Right. So, um, you know what? I love to kind of give an overview of what's going on um, this month, the things that are happening. So we have uh, the Children's Hospice Awareness on from the 22nd to the 28th of June. Uh, we've got the Volunteers Week, which is an annual event that runs nationally. Uh, so it's a national council of volunteering uh, organisations that celebrate the contribution of over 20 million people who volunteer in the UK.
3: it's
2: amazing. Yeah. I, you know, and sometimes I think volunteers get left out and I think it's so important to...
3: And also, I think there is sort of a bit of a stigma around people that volunteer. Like a lot of young people now don't see the point, you know. And it's all, it's left mm. to the older generation. But actually, you know, there needs to be younger people absolutely to come forward and, and do it.
2: Yeah, because I, I, you know, I do think by volunteering, it gives you this self sense of satisfaction an achievement in some way that you're actually reaching out and helping someone
3: yeah I, it's your way to give back isn't it it is you know it's like you might be in a in a job that you can't sort of easily sort of help somebody but if you can do volunteering for whatever it may be it's mm. your way to sort of give back to your community
2: yeah no absolutely uh what else have we got oh father's day absolutely that's coming up on the 20th of june a good reminder
3: thank you very much <laughs> anyone who's
2: forgotten i've got to remind myself because my dad's abroad in uh, dubai so <laughs> i have to remember but then when i send him a message they say well it's not father's day in dubai <laughs> it gets so confusing doesn't it
3: <laughs> yeah why is the uk different oh that's a whole other that's a whole other
2: topic. why are the other countries different
3: yeah well exactly
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's the way i like to look at it um so we have just after that is international father's mental health day Oh, really? Mm. Oh, that's
3: interesting. Yeah,
2: so this is held um, the following day, and this campaign looks to highlight key aspects of father's mental health, with particular attention on uh, parental and postpartum depression.
3: I think that's, that's really, really important. There's um, MIND do a dad's wellbeing session mm-hmm. now. I did um, a MIND course after I had my second child, which was, ama- which was amazing, mm. but obviously it's all geared towards, towards women. Uh, but off the back of that, so I think it was just being before lockdown, they, okay. they started a, men's, a dad's group. Um, so it's really nice to see these sort of things coming through the community now.
2: Yeah, fantastic. Uh, it's definitely so neat. Um, about uh, two years ago, I did some work with um, some fathers. I did a workshop to the London Fire Brigade, um, speaking to the men there about, um, you know, depression around, you know, that fathers too can suffer. Obviously, not the hormonal side of yeah. things, but there is a sense of that they go through that. And Absolutely.
3: And um, I know firsthand about the mm. emergency services, particularly. <laughs> yeah. um, and um, men don't share their emotions. And I think it's been in this last 12 months, particularly the last six months where more and more people are raising awareness for that now
1: Mm,
2: yeah but you know do you feel that maybe the the nhs or or the government are doing enough in this area
3: i don't know i think i think it's a really really tricky Mm. topic and it's probably a bigger conversation i think they could do more i think um i think the social media could do more i think um the media in general should do more and the whole man up thing should, should go. Um, You know, that's saying someone man up, you know, I think is actually a detriment to men, but it's always been there. Mm. Um, And, you know, women are very, very good at talking and men are not. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, so I think more should be done. I think a lot more should be done. Mm. And I think um, when we break down that wall, you know, mental Mm. health affects men and women equally. Um, But men need a lot more help to bring it out.
2: Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, You know, and I think in terms of, you know, we're actually really lucky. There is a lot out there that we have for support and guidance. But I think people are not aware as much... Or the reach isn't so easy.
3: I think it's the signposting that is, yes, is let down. It. I think there's absolutely stuff there. It's like this mind group. Mm. Of, it's called Being Dad. Um, it's there. It's available. But the uptake, I know, isn't particularly great because it's not well publicised and well mm. advertised. You know, um, And I do think it's hard... For you know, to find the right place, you know, I'm not, I don't do <laughs> strategy on marketing, <laughs> but um, you know, there, there's, there's got to be a place that's you know right for it to be, and that's what they've got to do. That's what they've got to concentrate on. I think the facilities are there, mm. um, from what I can see and what I've read recently. Um, it's just about making them more well known and advertising in mm. the right places
2: yeah and I think a lot I mean not just in that you're right it has to be that it's been advertised and in the right way yeah so it, it becomes more welcoming and also they need to I, I know it's tricky and you know we sit on one side they sit on the other side but waiting lists for different therapies and treatments it's just it's, endless it's crazy mm.
3: it's, ugh, don't, get me going. <laughs> don't get me going on the <laughs> hospital waiting list we yeah we 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 know how that how that impacts mm. um some way to list that we're on at the moment are nine months plus yeah uh, to have stuff which really needs to be treated pretty quickly mm. um but i guess you know we are still in a pandemic mm. and you know there's talk about this another wave coming yeah um you know can the the nhs should be used to it now i guess and things need to get back on track mm. you know we can't make routine surgery and routine mental health appointments, which are equally as important, slip any more.
2: Yeah, so true, so true. Um, Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, this topic could go on and on, couldn't it? It's such a big topic to talk about. Uh, What else have we got here, Liz? Let me see. Uh, 14th to the 18th of June, British National uh, Nutritional Foundation, Healthy Eating Week.
3: Oh, that's good.
2: Yeah, so the BNF Eating Week celebrates and promotes healthy eating, food provenance, cooking and being active.
3: Oh, I really like the sound of that. Mm. And is that is that a national thing or is it online or? It's
2: gonna. It's a British. Um, so it's within yeah. Britain. It's gonna be for the whole week. Yeah, national.
3: That's good.
2: Fantastic. Yes. And then in kind of in that same week, fourteenth uh, to the twentieth, again, it must be the men's month or something. Um, we've got men's um, health week as well coming up, and that is all about. Um, Men's Health Forum, the purpose of Men's Health Week is about awareness and preventable health issues and encouraging men and boys uh, to seek advice, Mm -hmm. kind of what we've been talking about, um, talk about the health-related problems that they're having and open up as well. Um, And in that week as well, we've got Cervical Screening Awareness Week. So around 3,200 women are diagnosed with cervical cancer in the uk more than half of the cases in the uk are, are diagnosed on women um so yeah that's kind of a big one and i think uh, you may uh, many people may not think but that does affect m- women's mental well-being it the concerns. A lot,
3: a lot a lot of women are actually really scared to go um and they shouldn't be it's painless <laughs> um yeah, it's, again, it's about getting advertising right, isn't it? And yeah. talking about it openly. And
2: you know what, if, if it is a bit pain, painful, um, you know, we need to kind of look at the benefits of it, the reason yeah. why we're doing it, what are we yeah. trying to stop? And if you are uncomfortable about it, talk to somebody.
3: Absolutely. You know? You're not going through anything alone.
2: <laughs> no, you're not. And at the end of the day, nobody likes to be, prodded and poked or <laughs> anywhere at any moment so let's you know let's take time to really look after ourselves okay so let me just have a quick browse on the tweets Is anything coming through um uh, we've got a few people saying have a great show it's great to have you liz here Thank you fantastic yeah okay well we've just started so we've got a long long way to go now um I wanted to um, ask you about what have you been kind of doing during the pandemic in terms of your your work. You know, give us a little insight.
3: Well, um, I am an interior designer. Yep. Uh, I specialize in commercial interiors, um, <clears throat> and my background um, has always been in commercial interiors. Um, but my clients' needs changed during the lockdown, and more people wanted their homes looking at because we all were suddenly there mm-hmm. all the time um so during that so during last year we did a lot of residential work um but now as we come out of the pandemic and people start to have their freedom and businesses are starting to grow we've had growth mm. in the in, in the uh, economy this last couple of months um we're now focusing more back on our commercial work and our workplace design. Um, which is my biggest passion ever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I could talk for hours about um, workplace design and what we can do. Um, So we've been talking to a lot of people about what this new um, found workplace looks like because um, offices have been changing a lot anyway Mm. in the last five plus years and flexible workings become more prevalent um, and working from home and Ever you know, this the the office environment's changed a lot and um I think where we are now would have happened, but perhaps in two, three years time. Mm. I think COVID's yeah. fast forwarded that sort of shift. Um Yeah, making talk- people think a bit more, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because people now have proved they can work from home. Um and you know, I think for the most part it's been quite successful for a lot of uh businesses having uh their teams working from home. Um Mm-hmm. we're now talking to to companies about what can we do to get people back in the office um because everyone's become useful you know comfortable I should say um being at home in the pajamas doing their day yeah. job <laughs> um you know so so what does the office environment look like now and um i was talking to a client yesterday actually we were saying you know there's going to be a generation where we lose um a lot of development and growth so junior Mm. uh office people coming through you know who are they going to learn from and you know when you're in an office environment you've got say you've got 50 employees then you know a small percentage of those will be like sort of graduates and then you've got another small percentage will be sort of maybe at the end of their career journey so the the graduates are learning from the from the people with more experience, but how's that how's yeah. that going to work now when people are all working in isolation and you can't have that same interaction on a Zoom call? No, or absolutely on a video not. Call. Um, so this is what we're sort of talking to people about. You know, if you've got a fifty people strong, you know, team, let's reduce the office space because people can flex go in as and when they need to, mm. but we make it more collaborative make spaces where people can come together and be together you know as human beings we crave you that know connection, the connection the social interaction uh, yeah, exactly and I think you know particularly what we're talking to people about at the moment it's about having these sort of lounges these sort of breakout areas where people can go and mm. interact not, yeah. just, not just go to the office to sit at a desk and Check emails and yeah. <laughs> punch your digits in, and and, and, Absolutely. Off and off you go. um So it is about creating these like this sort of, I'll call it a lounge, you know, for argument's sake, but this space that you can go and be with each other and learn from each other. I think that is the biggest. Yes, the biggest and talk
2: thing. about the experience, what's going on.
3: Yeah, and and talk about your job, you know, and t- talk about the work that you do, or you know boardrooms are always very stuffy and very formal and if you end up in a boardroom you feel like oh I'm (laughs) gonna lose my job (laughs) you know um or yeah or it's you know it's just it's not a great environment but if we create these spaces for people where they can feel relaxed they can interact they can do the work um so so let's say like a hub almost like a central hub um then I think that will encourage people to go back to the workplace?
2: Absolutely. And I think people, you're right, people need to feel that transition is easy. Um, and it's interesting, because I was talking a little bit about this. So it's come at an amazing time that you're here. Yeah. Because just uh, the other day, I did a webinar for yeah. Mindberry. Okay. And uh, I was presenting to a, a company in Germany, because they're thinking about transitioning back into the workplace. Um, and it's, I think it's this, whether they're going to be fully transitioned back or the hybrid kind of co-working environment and what needs to be in place. And I spoke about the environment that they have to be creating, something that allows them to feel safe,
0: yeah.
2: um, calm. They can interact without feeling that there's too many people around.
3: Yeah, yeah pe- I think people need to feel comfortable um wherever they go I think there's it's going to take a while for people to be pre-pandemic you know to how they used to sort of uh, interact in an office so whatever we do now for people we've got to be really mindful Mm. of that and it's I think it's really really important um I'm sort of (laughs) really really passionate about it and um it doesn't have to be expensive. You know, a lot of people sort of go, Oh, you're an interior designer. You're going to cost me a fortune. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's not, it's not about that. We can look at what you've got and, and just make changes. You know, you know, we, I'm really anti long desks, like long rows of eight, 10 desks Mm. in gray offices or white walls, gray (laughs) carpet. You know, what's that doing for your mental health? Why would you want to go back there? Yeah. You've been at home comfortable in isolation but you you crave That's that point. you crave that interaction. Mm. But if you go back to the office, it's just you know it's, whole, it's awful. Yeah, no. Know? And and just by moving desks around and reconfiguring spaces, mm. and uh, at the very least, you can encourage people to actually want to be there. Yeah, you know.
2: And I think a good thing with that is also because I, you know, there are companies out there very strict about what you can bring in, and I think they need to relax on that and allow people to maybe bring in their favorite plant or photograph or whatever it is to have on their desks and have that time. It sounds really, might sound really silly, but I think the, the smallest things can bring such a positive impact on the.
3: Absolutely. Even down to, even down to sort of like the, the, the the stuff you put on your walls, you Mm. know, we've, we've got a client and we've branded their office. They have a, a sort of a themed office, um, uh, and in each in each office room, sort of so to speak, maybe there 's ten twelve desks they 're not in the line they 're nicely arranged mm. <laughs> um, but we 've got a really nice back wall which has got a beautiful graphic on it it 's not particularly expensive to do, but it just you walk in there and you just smile
0: nice, and if yeah. you can
3: make somebody smile and actually you know think oh you know that 's nice mm. they 're going to want to be there absolutely and you know if you start doing that, then you know your employees are, are, will want to will want to be back in the office mm. because they'll you know see this as you know a space that they can go to and sort of do their thing yeah um that being said though it was about hybrid working you know i i think there's an opportunity now to look uh, to look at local high streets mm. and um and do something about all the empty retail units yeah. um, on the high streets and come up with collaborative working places there's a few um, sort of restaurants and cafes around that sort of have said that they'll have people happy for people to go in there with their laptops, use their Wi Fi, they've just got right. to buy a drink or whatever. But you know, let's look at turning the high street into these you know collaborative hubs where you know that you could go mm-hmm. with your laptop. So the sort of a, almost like a flexible workspace, but mm-hmm. on the high on your local high street, and then you'd sort of then you'd interact with other people that may be from diff- different disciplines to you, different companies. You know, whatever that yeah. may be. And you just go into the city or wherever it is you work when you need to go in
1: Amazing, to, do, yes. to do
3: that. Because people, some people, they don't want to go into the office. They don't want that commute. People have proved now they can work remotely. Mm. Remotely doesn't mean they have to work from home.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a key message there.
3: Absolutely. It can be
2: anywhere as long as they're doing, doing their job. Their job. Yeah. Do you find that you're with this? Because I think this is a fantastic idea to help people um, ease themselves and the, the whole kind of well-being. Are you talking to a lot of uh, commercial properties on this topic? Um,
3: we have a client at the moment we're doing flexible workspace for. Um, it's a much, on a much larger scale. Mm. Um, it's, it's quite massive, actually, um, uh, right in the city. Um, I, I haven't spoken to anybody on the smaller high street yet. Um, so right. if anyone knows anybody, <laughs> that would be <laughs> good. Um, but I just think it can work. I yeah. think that there's, you know, we look at the high street. In every, every sort of town, every market town, there are empty retail units. Absolutely. And this could be something that, you know, maybe that's what I should open myself. Mm. Yeah,
2: <laughs> a great opportunity. Well, you know what? Probably the person you need to talk to is Chandra Sharma. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> He's all about the community and the yeah, small businesses absolutely. on the high street. Well, Orpington so. has
1: done
3: very similar, haven't yeah. they? I think they've started looking at what they can do mm. on, on their high street. And I know my hometown um, they, of Southport, they've had um, a huge amount of funding recently. And they're looking at building a creative hub right in the town centre so people can use that for flexible working. Uh, that's sort of in their, in their market plan. Um, so, yeah, it's possible. And I think now's the time for change.
2: Now's time for change. We're just going to stop there. We're going to go into a short break and we're going to come back with some more exciting stuff from you. Super, thank you. Uh, So, yeah, do keep those tweets coming in, comments, shout outs, and uh, we'll be back after this tune by Bruno Mars, our first time. See you in a bit. I'm not sure why that's not playing. I've pressed the button. Let's try again. Oh, I love it when technical issues come. You know what? I'm going to play my favourite tune, Miley Cyrus. Let's go with her. I
0: can almost see it That dream I'm dreaming, but a voice inside my head saying you'll never reach it every step i'm taking every move i make feels lost with no direction my faith is shaking but i, I gotta keep trying gotta keep the moon
1: to Mindset Matters, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with CNAT Noorani. This show is dedicated to offering insight, support, and tips covering a range of topics related to addressing your mental health and well-being. Each week, guest experts and brave, inspirational people share their personal journey and experiences about their recovery, bringing awareness and change to the importance of breaking through this long-standing negative stigma. Well, welcome back, welcome back. Um,
2: I can't seem to hear myself. Hang on a second. I'm having a bit of a tech issue here. I hope you can hear me now. There we go. I can hear myself. So that means it's working. Oh, the joys of technology. Keeping calm. Keeping calm. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay, so... um, You know what? I just wanted to do a quick couple of shout-outs before uh, we get back to Liz and then see if Liz's got any shout-outs as well. So, you know... I wanted to uh, send the shout out to two amazing people that I know within my network who are part of the FSB Federation of Small Businesses, who do such a great job in supporting small businesses and the community, dedicating and giving back their time. Chandra Sharma from Tangent Office Resources. He's also the lead uh, for the Borough of Bromley. And Bayo Igo from Bygo Coaching. He's the lead um, for the borough of Lewisham. They are amazing people that just endlessly give their time, uh, regardless of what's going on in their lives, and always there for somebody. You know what, Chandler's been such a great person for me, mentally yeah. as well, through the pandemic. You know, along with um, other amazing people like Sarah Marsh-Collins, uh, Puig, they've just been amazing, you know, and I think it's important to have support like that. Absolutely.
3: Around. Absolutely. If you uh, have a positive attitude, you will, uh, you know, other people with positive attitudes are like magnets.
2: Mm. And, you know, and having those people listen to you as well. Yeah. You know, uh, and I think one of the biggest things is a lot of people go around asking how you are. They go, oh, how are you?
3: Yeah, they don't really care about what you say back. (laughs) No, they don't, do they? It's like they've done their bit, they've said that. Yeah,
2: and I think sometimes we've really got to just listen. Yeah,
3: Well, that is it. Sometimes you don't want to hear people's advice or opinions. You just actually want someone to listen to you and Mm. look engaged in what you're telling them yeah (laughs) whatever that is it doesn't have you know it's not gonna be a problem it's just could be anything like look what I've achieved today
2: Mm. yeah absolutely so yes I wanted to give a big shout out to them because they were in the um first voice magazine Issue from the June to September.
3: Oh, and mine's just arrived yesterday. I haven't opened it yet.
2: Oh, haven't you? I'm still waiting for my copy.
3: Hmm. <laughs> it was like I noticed it's on my desk when I uh, when I got back from meeting yesterday. So. Yes,
2: so it's in there. Have a yes. read. It's oh, uh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> So, any shout outs? In well, I am going to do a really cheesy shout out to my mum. <laughs> we love cheesy <laughs> shout outs. I know she's listening. Uh, hi, mum. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so my mum and dad are coming down with us uh, down to visit us tomorrow. So okay. they've got a nice drive ahead of them. Hopefully, the traffic will be kind. Everyone's the mm. M6 and the M40. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yes. Mm. It...
2: Should have told me about that sooner. We could have given her a call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She probably was thinking, oh, God, you yeah. put me on the spot, too. <laughs> anyway, so uh, going back to, you know, what you are doing, you know, you you said that, you know, what you do, you're so passionate about, but the mental health and well-being side of it. So what's the reason why you focus so much on the mental health and well-being side of this well, with I, your business.
3: I, I think the first thing to say is, for me, it's it's mental health and well-being is not about a company giving somebody, you know, a free yoga pass or fruit on the desk mm. or you know, littering a place with pot plants which are going to die within <laughs> a month. Um, it, for me, it's about the built environment and you know what changes can we make to that which are going to help us in our day-to-day lives. You know the statistics of how long we spend at work, Mm. and when I say when I talk about workplace, we're not just talking about the office where you go and do your nine to five. Your workplace could be a pub, a restaurant, a bar, uh, a retail outlet. You know, it's it's this bigger picture. It's it's how it's how you know it's part. You know, it's the lifestyle you have. You know how you live your life. You know, if you every day go to your workplace and Mm. there's something to get into another room, you've got to go the long way around, which makes no sense. And it's, you know, stuff like that after a while really can have a negative impact on Mm. you. Or if the lighting's really bad or whatever job you're Mm. doing and you can't see what it is you're doing because someone put a light behind your head Mm. and there's a shadow in front of you, you know, over time, that can have a really negative impact on you. Um, I, funny, my first bar job, I'll say I was eighteen. I think I might have lied and been a bit younger. Um, the glasses weren't in the right place for the beer pumps. I can remember it clearly, and it just used to infuriate me. That's really important, isn't it? It's really important <laughs> like when you, you know, when you were behind a bar. And you, you know. Um, and I remember, and I, I, at that point, I'd already committed to being like, an, you know, for sort of taking this sort of creative path. Um, but I knew then that's why I wanted to do commercial design over residential design um, as, mm. a, as, as, a, as a main as a main focus because it's about how can I help people? Yeah. You know, you're a coach. You're very good at how, how you help people, um, to talk in, getting yeah. through difficulties. How I help people is create spaces that are going to make their lives easier and enhance their lives. Mm. So whatever, whatever that may be, whether you've got a restaurant that you need to maximize capacity or you've got a retail store and you've got a certain sort of brand message you're trying to get mm-hmm. across. But in, in, Like an office space, it is about, you know, is this space set out that's going to help the employee do their job effectively
2: and bring out the best productivity.
3: Exactly, Mm. and you know, the 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 corporate world, you know, God bless the corporate world. That's we, you know, when you talk, you know, when you talk to people and they're like, oh, I left corporate. People are leaving corporate because they're not in nice environments. Mm. You know, some people are amazing at what they do, but it's but why would they want to go somewhere in that in that environment? And you know, we talk about you know you've got to have good leaders and good people higher up, and that influence you know that fil- fil- filter traits for you through a business absolutely, yeah. And it's, it's all, it is all about the people. But if you're going to give people an inspiring place to be. be. Mm then they're going to want to be there they're going to have you know there's going to be less people calling in sick you know there's going to be a higher staff retention because Mm. people are going to want to go to work. work yes you know years ago when you were a graduate you come out of university and you apply for all these jobs and uh you get your job offers in and you're grateful that you've got this job but now i think graduates are a bit less sort of like well what's the company going to do for me Mm. i'm going to work my backside off for that company but what am i getting but what am i getting in return Mm. they're not interested in the fruit on the table (laughs) (laughs) you know or the fact that they might get a gym pass or they're going to provide lunch all those things are important really important as extras but you know where am i going to sit every day what's my workstation like you know how are they going to look after me how am i going to grow you know we talk about doing cpd's you know am I going to do a CPD sat at my desk looking at a computer or am I going to have like an interactive session Absolutely, around in a mm. comfortable area? I mean, I'm not about putting sofas everywhere. <laughs> that, <laughs> would know, nice, that would be nice. Lo- Wouldn't that be <laughs> lovely? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's about um, looking at all the different options available and making what's right for that business. Yeah,
2: I completely agree because it's, you know, you, ha- you have to hit the foundation because a lot of the companies look at the icing on the top. Oh, well, let's just give them that exactly what you've said. But there needs to be the foundation because th- that's kind of the mer- materialistic bits, isn't it? Absolutely. And they want more than that, which comes all together with that. And you know, I just want to go back to what you, you said earlier. How you know, lighting and all of this is important. Because when you said that, it's not just the offices, restaurants, and uh, a commercial, a you know, commercial business environment. But you know, I come from a teaching background, so schools. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness, the amount. Because obviously, I supply teach now. The amount of schools that I go in, but even when I was teaching, where they, how they position the uh, furniture, or where they've put the interactive whiteboard, the lighting, the amount of times. I get migraines, uh, you yeah, I'm not moaning about it, but I am moaning a bit because <laughs> yeah, yeah. the lighting's wrong. It gives you a headache and the, you see the impact on the children as well. Or if it's in front of the window mm-hmm. and the sunlight's coming through on the screen, they can't read the board. Then you've got to have the shutters down, yeah. which actually makes it quite gloomy and, yeah, not very sort it's of the same, it's the
3: same for nursery schools as like really n- yeah um i was very fortunate to design a montessori nursery school a couple oh, nice. of years ago mm. and um the client everything you've just said they were just like these are the things that we don't want our nursery school mm. to, to be like you know we want to be different we want to get it right we want the kids to feel submersed yes in this environment because that's how they learn that's how it stimu- stimulates you mm. and if we start it off with nursery children and you know how amazing is that? Mm. You know, and we should filter that through to adult life.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, with that as well, I. And it's funny you say that because you start at the bottom and it goes all the way to the top, or it has to be implemented from the top. But I find that things like that change. So when you're at nursery, everything you might have lots of colours on the walls, and it's beautiful. You know. Okay, lighting may be wrong yeah. and all that. But as you get older and older, that seems to... Disappear. Disappear. Then you go into this grey-white kind of environment.
3: Corporate world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, be gone. Why is I, that? I don't know. I, I, you know why it is? I think I think people are scared. Mm. They think it's going to cost a lot of money. And it's easy to do. And I think that is the biggest thing. <laughs> and people it doesn't have to you know it doesn't have to Mm -hmm. be scary it doesn't have to be expensive and by by investing even the smallest amount you can make a really Mm -hmm. substantial amount of benefit and difference
2: yeah absolutely so in terms of for our listeners out there if they're thinking about changes uh okay they can't afford it what would you say is a starting point what tips have you got for them that they could start to do Um, and then obviously you know it's about hiring somebody like you Mm -hmm. a consultant who can really make a difference to them but if they just want to start even
3: even just having uh, we offer a power hour to Mm. our residential and commercial clients and um, it is an hour it's an on-the-spot advice clinic where we um, at the moment it's all done on zoom we can do it face to face and we just talk we look at the space and we just talk about what, what what it looks like, you know? Mm. Why is the space there? Layout is really it's free to do. Look at your layout of a space mm-hmm. that can have a massive impact. Um, and um, lighting,
1: mm-hmm.
3: especially in like, like where we are now, these are just this is a grid ceiling where we're sat, mm-hmm. and you can actually move these around really quite easily, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you know what you're doing. Like we wouldn't do it sat here now, um, see that we'd probably make a pig's ear of it. But if you had an electrician. Paul, I hope you're listening in today. Uh, uh, we've got Liz here who's
2: uh, telling us about your studio.
3: <laughs> it, this, is, this is perfect what we've got, but there's so many offices that aren't, you know, yeah. and, it's e- and it's easy to do. Um, so yeah, I think you look at what you've got. I think the starting mm. point is always look at the, what you've got. I say to all my clients, let's not spend money unnecessarily. Mm. Um, and then what we do spend money on, we spend it wisely. wisely. You know, and I think that's, that's the big picture. Um, there is a real stigma about hiring an interior designer because mm-hmm. you think you've got to spend a lot of money um, on design fees and then a lot of money implementing stuff. But actually, you don't. You can just be sensible. <laughs> you can be sensible. <laughs> <but> <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. There is a, a big stigma about that. And mm-hmm. you think, oh, you know, it's one of those kind of. Um, uh, Privileges to it have is. an interior designer. It
3: is, um, you know, which is love. I feel love. It's wonderful. But um, <laughs> for you, it uh, is. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I feel like oh, that's nice. Um, but no, it's not a privilege. Um, anyone can hire someone like me, mm. hire me. Or if you think oh, I can't afford a big, a, a big, you know, full-on package, we just have a chat.
1: Mm.
3: You know, and a lot of clients who do the power hour um, leave having a plan of what they can do themselves. Nice. And I think that's really important. Mm.
2: Yeah, it's worth, you know, a time spent Mm. to move forward because you're right, you know, and what you do is amazing because you actually get to the core and address what they need and you're not just saying... You know, hire me. I'm not going to tell you anything. You know, you go in, you say, okay, let's try and limit your budget, Mm. which is, you know, especially now. And, I, I, you know, I don't like to bring up the pandemic all the Mm. time as an excuse. Mm. But I think even before, you know, a lot of people don't say, let's start with your budget or what you can afford and then talk about spending wisely. I see that
3: in retail all the time. I've been very fortunate to work with some massive Mm. high street retailers Mm. over my career. And... um a lot of clients had come to us because interior designers had designed this amazing retail shop. They spent £800,000 plus implementing it, but they've got 30 shops and they can't afford to spend that (laughs) amount of money in every shop. So we sort of would like take this amazing idea that costs uh, £800,000 and we have the look and feel and how can we implement that look and feel for less and you know it's a bit like um value engineering i suppose Mm. um on a you know a sort of on a scale um but we can do that in our offices yeah you know and um again it doesn't it doesn't have to cost the earth
2: yeah totally agree i mean i love interior design and you know i think this is why we resonate so well with each other i mean i I can't remember if I told you, but I did interior design way, way back as a degree, sort of diploma degree. OK. Yeah. Um, but I was too passionate about my figure skating back then. Oh, I do. I
3: remember. <laughs> I teaching, you, you chose the skating, didn't you? I, I chose the skating. Yeah, I could never skate. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was me and I set off. But then after the skating ended, I was like, teaching, skating. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where, when and how I made that decision, but mm. uh, I could have, uh, yeah. Who knows? But I do what I do. And, you know, you do what you do. And it's amazing. I, you know, I think we need more people to think like you. Mm. Though it would be nice if there's only a few because. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> Please, <no. laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, I have, um, I'm, for, I'm professionally trained, you know, I've got my degree and I'm a member of the Society of um, Interior Designers. Mm. Um, and there are, there are interior designers out there who it's sort of become like a hobby business for Mm. them which is you know it's great it's it's sort of what they do but I sort of I I describe myself as like you know really it's like interior architecture you Mm. know it's about looking at the built environment it's not about picking cushions and curtains and you know oh that's pretty it's like that's that's not you know we do that but it's sort of ancillary to you know the bigger picture is Mm. making the impact
2: yeah and I think that's what's needed Mm. um brilliant Absolutely brilliant. I mean, you know, so in terms of um, other areas that you look at in, with the sort of the, um, what you do, mm-hmm. what have you got to share as in th- you want to tell our listeners a bit more about your business or a little bit more about yourself? Me?
3: Well, where do I start? <laughs> um, I You've
2: got about you- five minutes. Five minutes,
3: okay. <laughs> so we've got some exciting projects on at the moment. Mm. We are designing a, a brand-new global launch uh, luxury Asian supermarket wow okay. it hasn 't been uh broadcast yet, so i can 't really say much more till now <laughs> till now um but that 's really really exciting opportunity for us um you know it's sort of Asian supermarkets um are all very sort of very very similar mm-hmm. uh, so this is sort of going to be the weight of um Asian supermarket Asian waitros. the Asian waitress um, so that's that's coming uh, that should be open very very soon hopefully it all goes to plan um uh yeah so we are doing we're doing stuff like that at the moment which is great um as I say we do uh, our power hour which is uh, been really really popular um and these uh flexible workspace projects Great. So we're at full capacity at the moment, which is amazing to mm. think of. You know where we are in the economy, uh, you know the economic, economic climate right now. Um, so my company's been going for three years. It's our three-year uh, birthday next week, actually. Oh, fantastic! And we are having a giveaway, which we're going to launch on Monday. Um, oh, so you can't say it today. <laughs> then, so I won't, I'm not going to launch today. But say so Monday, <laughs> we're going to launch our giveaway um, competition, and that'll be the prize will be announced on. Well, the winner will be announced on Friday, um, which is really exciting. Mm. You know, three years—I can't believe it. Wow,
2: that's amazing.
3: Yeah, it's like it's, it feels like such a milestone. Mm. You know, and the fact that we're we've grown massively, mm. um, particularly this last year, mm. is incredible. And I've had a child in that time—a <laughs> yeah. second child in that time. <laughs> like, wow. Um, yeah, I just uh I do what I do because I love it and I'm passionate about it. Yeah. And I love to talk about what I do. Yeah. Uh with people and um it's you know I I'm always happy for somebody to give me a call and just, you know, ask you know my opinion on yeah. something because, you know, put me on the spot like I've got a lot of experience and I like to sort of be able to, to help people and share, uh, that, yeah. and, and share that yeah
2: you know sitting here uh, obviously <laughs> no one else can see Liz but uh you know you can see the passion in her eyes <laughs> and a smile you know she, she really is passionate about what she does and supporting people and you know making sure that they ha- have the best of their environment
3: yeah absolutely you know that <laughs> companies shouldn't be giving people anything less than you know the best and Mm. um you know every company no matter if you have clients in your premises it's an opportunity to brand properly Mm. and your brand starts the second a client walks into your office or walks into your retail store or walks into you know wherever it may be and if you haven't got that brand message right when they walk in you've lost them Why would they give you their business? Yeah,
2: absolutely. And I think branding is becoming more and more. I mean, I'm talking to a lot of people within the network and branding is hot. And it's not just about the logo and,
3: you know. It's the bigger package. It's It's, Like in, in retail, I always say, you know, I've had a few independent retailers. We've designed the logo. We've designed the interior. You walk down the high street and the whole thing is a cohesive, you know, approach and you, and it shines mm. you know you walk down the high street and you see us you know there's a solicitors that I walk past every day and there's dirty classes on the back of the chairs and piles and piles of paperwork I wouldn't give them my business mm. you know and all they'd have to do is you know give the place a freshen up yeah. and straight away you've got that curb appeal yeah um, and that's what's what, what I that's the people I want to talk to they're the people I want to help okay um and that was gonna be
2: my next question yeah. <laughs> so who are the people that you're looking for? yeah yeah
3: well, you know independent businesses, i think um is something that I always get the most reward out of um
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, yeah, independent retailers, independent workspaces um I love the local high street, and if mm-hmm. we can drive people to the local high street yeah. and spend the money, it will help the economy um and I think now's a great opportunity to do that.
2: Absolutely, it's what you going back to what you said yeah. before. Having those co-working spaces in the you know coffee shops yeah. and everyone finding that area because it doesn't take a lot. And you know, just driving um, down the high streets now, you can see how people have adapted. You know, they never had the outside space, but now people have outside spaces. They're putting tables and chairs, and
3: it's amazing. It it
2: it just feels. I don't know. It just sends this lovely feel yeah. to it. Um, and more welcoming
3: absolutely I think um, planning you know with local councils is always an issue Mm. Um, I know some of the places I've spoken to and seen um, around the councils have given people um, like a temporary pavement license Mm. it's just like because of the pandemic you can do this sort of Mm. thing I just hope it continues I mean some places need to sort of you know let people get past with a wheelchair you know we do have issues. of course yeah we do have issues with some some establishments um but how lovely it's like being in, in France and people sat outside yeah. and it's just beautiful it is yeah. and it's really in, you know it's inspiring it's but mm. you want to walk down that high street mm. um you know I, I talk, I've been talking about this issue for years like this list, listed buildings you know because there's so much red tape about mm. you know things you can do things you can't do people now don't go near them yeah you know and again is that something and they're we're just sitting there? and they're only. just sat there empty mm. you know and there's lots of that on the high street you know is this is there not something the council can do to encourage mm. people to take these buildings and, and, and
2: that also imp- impacts people's mental health I mean mm. I know when I see empty high streets mm. or building listed buildings that are gorgeous and are empty I kind of get a bit depressed oh absolutely you know but uh, yeah, do you know what? We can chat and chat and chat and chat. Absolutely. <laughs> but, um, but we are going to have to bring this to a close okay. soon. But um, if our listeners want to get in touch with you,
3: mm-hmm. how can you do this? Uh, I'm most active on Instagram as a creative business. Uh, so we are at biddis.lifestyle underscore design. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> or you can come through the website www. Uh they're probably the best places to, to find me um, yeah and as I say I'm always available for a chat just, just book in on the link on the website
2: that's brilliant, do you know what it's been absolutely amazing Having you here. I mean, I always love chatting to you anyway.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Um,
2: but, yeah, we're going to have to meet for a coffee later on the outside.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> now we can face to face.
2: Yes, let's hope so that things kind of still start. Yeah. We've still got to wait till the 21st of June, don't we? Hopefully. Kind of.
3: Hopefully. Yeah. That we don't have a two-week yeah hopefully not
2: um, I'm just going to look at a couple of tweets uh, yes thank you Sarah you made it uh, she's my fan Sarah's always here for me supporting and Darren Wheel as well uh, love having her on the show She's normally goes um, walking with her dogs at this time um, she's commented in there positive people attract positive people Absolutely. love you all looking forward to the rest of the show um, and she's tagged you in there Aww. too so, yeah, it's, you know, it's been an amazing, amazing uh, show today. It's been great. Have you had any tweets in that you want to shout out? Um,
3: not at the moment. Okay. Um, uh, no, but it's it's lovely to see um, so many people getting involved.
2: Mm, absolutely. Any l- last parting words, Liz?
3: Um, just look after yourself. Talk. Talk mm-hmm. about everything. Um If you're in a space that doesn't feel right, then make a change. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be in an environment that doesn't stimulate you, doesn't excite you. Um, And yeah, I love to talk, so pick up the phone.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I know when I uh, move back into my flat, I'll be calling on you (laughs) to check out my environment that I live in. (laughs) No, but it is really, really important for um, seeing how you work, how you set up your workstations, but even your living, you know, where your sofas are, your bed, all of this impacts your well-being so things to take into um consideration and don't forget liz's uh competition coming out so do connect with her absolutely find out if you want to win that prize absolutely we'll um, on
3: instagram yeah she hasn't told Monday.
2: she hasn't told me much about it because i might <laughs> just kind of mention it so she's been very careful not to uh okay so it's uh, I'll be speaking on the 16th at the FSB Croydon. So do try and join me there. I'll be talking on uh, talking on talking about how to create the winning mindset. So pop over to this is a bit of a mouthful. Uh forward slash event hyphen calendar forward slash FSB Croydon. No, not hyphen. Yes, hyphen. Uh one six zero six two one dot html god that was a mouthful um i would like to also thank you for your tweets in today do keep them coming in and you know if you want to listen to my short show again and this show absolutely pop over to my podcast channel and also you can listen to it on the channel radio for the next week as well now if you would like to sponsor my show then please do get in touch uh with me by email mindsethorizons.co sorry gosh I think it's coming to that time it's Friday isn't it, it is. let me try that again if you would like to sponsor the show then uh, email me at mindsethorizons at gmail.com and um, I will you know let's have a chat about the sponsorship and also if you would like to appear on the show as a guest to share your personal story or even your expertise uh, so next week we've got live in the studio again. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, Glenna Swisby. Now she'll be talking about the children's hospice and mental health around that in supporting children with difficulties and, uh, and sharing some of her personal story as well. Now what else have I got before I go? Oh, join me every Monday on Clubhouse with Jenny Tome, where. I have my room called Behind the Looking Glass, and we talk about all sorts of subjects around mental health, uh, nutrition, eating disorders. So do come uh, and join in, share your thoughts. um, If you'd like to have a small slot to kind of present, then please do get in touch as well for that and join us there. Right. uh, Continue to share this show. We want to break those stigmas. So within your friends community, keep going. So I'm going to leave you with my mission. I empower you to uh, live the life that you desire by helping you find clarity and vision through the darkest of times so that you can shine your light. Thank you, Liz, for joining us.
3: Thank you very much for having me.
2: All right, everyone, keep safe, keep well, and I'll see you next week here, same time, same place.
1: Mindset Matters show, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with CNET Noomani on Channel 2 Radio.
0: Sure. Try-